This Sunday is known as Candlemas, where we light candles, symbolizing Jesus being the light of the world, as we hear in this text what Simeon and Anna recognized in the temple. And this passage brings up an interesting uh, theme that runs throughout Scripture, what can even seem like a paradox at the beginning and the surface of it, is that on one hand, God is faithful, but on the other, not in the ways we expect. We see that already at the beginning of this passage, in which they come to offer a sacrifice, and it is specified that they bring a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now, to Jewish readers or those familiar with the Jewish law, they would immediately be aware of something interesting going on. Where Joseph and Mary are bringing Jesus to the temple, and yet, even though he is the king of Israel and indeed the king of the world, they cannot afford the normal, quote-unquote, prescription for sacrifice. In Leviticus, it says to bring a lamb for this sacrifice, but it says if you cannot afford a lamb, then you can bring a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And so you already have an interesting irony here in which the king of Israel is being brought to the temple and the king's own parents can't even afford the prescribed sacrifice for normal people. They were quite poor and lowly. So we have a fulfillment of prophecy, but not in ways that many would recognize. It's born to poor parents in a poor area of Israel. But we meet two people who do recognize that Jesus is the Messiah, the Chosen One. The first is Simeon, and he comes and he blesses Jesus, and he proclaims that the Messiah is here. Now, Simeon had been waiting his entire life in hopes that the Messiah would come, and he was promised that he would see the Messiah before his death, and now he realizes that that has been fulfilled. But once again, as in the prophet Isaiah, speaking long before, it is a child who will lead Israel and lead the world to salvation, a lowly child, not what many would expect. But Simeon, throughout his life, had been attuned to God and the presence of God and the ways in which God reveals God's self in very unique ways, often in ways that we could have never predicted. And here we also have an interesting theme when he speaks to Mary. Normally we would think the birth of a king is just a purely joyous occasion. But in scripture, the narratives never follow the neat binary of joyful and sorrowful. Because while we have him proclaiming Jesus as the savior of the world, he turns to his mother Mary, saying, This child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel, 
and to be a sign that will be opposed, so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. With this proclamation of salvation and hope comes a prophecy of immense suffering. The two are intertwined. God does not work as often as we would like God to in this interventionist way of coming and just rescuing us out of painful situations or just removing the pain or removing the suffering. God comes and suffers with us, and through that we have redemption. And so Mary has this high calling of being the mother of the Messiah, a high honor but also a high responsibility because she will see her own son tortured to death for the sins of the world. The rabbi Jonathan Sachs, he has a very excellent way of explaining many of the Hebrew texts by contrasting them to Greek mythology. He explains that in Greek mythology, there is usually a fated hero who has a prophecy said about them, and they often do everything they can to make sure that the prophecy does not come true. But eventually it does, no matter what they do. But he, noted, he notes that in the Hebrew texts, there is more agency involved. It is not that someone is just destined for something no matter what their will is or no matter what they say or do. There is a voluntary nature to the person's role within the prophecy. It is not just this is going to happen whether you like it or not. It is this is the path ahead if you follow it. And while the Greek mythology, these tragic texts, are about the power and the strength of someone fighting nature, here it emphasizes suffering and weakness and someone fulfilling a prophecy in a way that the reader could not have foreseen. And so we have an interesting distinction here, for instance, between Achilles and Jesus. So Achilles, of course, he was he's a, one of the major figures in Greek mythology, and his mother, Thetis, heard a prophecy that he would die young. She wanted to do everything she could to prevent that, so she took him by the heel and dipped him into the river Styx, which protected his body. But she was holding him by the heel, and the heel did not enter the river, leaving one vulnerable spot, the Achilles heel. And as we all know, eventually that heel is struck when he is a young man. Despite all of his fighting, despite his mother trying to thwart the prophecy, death comes for Achilles. But with Mary and Jesus, it's different. Simeon tells Mary that her heart will be pierced, and she does not fight, she does not try and thwart what will happen. Rather, she openly receives this. She is aware that to bear the Son of God is to suffer with the Son of God. To be the mother of the suffering servant is to suffer with him. And so, as Christian tradition has described her, Mary is the voluntary yes to God that God desires from all humans. 
and one in which Jesus also displays throughout his entire life, in which each moment Jesus followed the way of his Father, even when it led him to death, even to death on a cross. And so we have these interesting reversals where you have a king to save the world, but the king is going to die. You have the mother of the king on this joyous occasion being told that she is in for immense suffering because of her role. This is not traditional royalty. This is not Caesar. This is an upside-down kingdom led by a child. And then we have Anna, another prophet who recognizes Jesus as the Messiah. And this is another interesting turn of events because Anna, we hear, is a widow, someone who is normally on the outskirts of society, someone who usually, as it was seen in those times, had nothing to offer. But yet here it is not the learned, it is not the wealthy, it is not the brilliant who recognize Jesus. It is an elderly man and a widow. It is the marginalized, the outcast, recognizing their Savior. He had come for them. And these themes resound all throughout Jesus' ministry. That we can even think ahead in this very same gospel to the widow who gives two copper coins. And Jesus praises her. He says, everyone else has given out of their abundance, but she has given all she has. She, this widow who gave two copper coins, had given out of a poverty, the poverty of finances. And here, Anna gives out of the poverty of her spirit. It is precisely because she was poor in spirit that she could recognize Jesus, that she could recognize God in the flesh. Now, I'm sure as many have experienced this week being a quite depressing time politically, quite disturbing to see trends, global trends, towards oppression, towards darkness. I think this text is very timely because in this candlemas, we are reminded that Jesus is the light of the world. But he is not a light in the sense of imposing a light that is, encompasses everything. It is a small light in a sea of darkness. And just as times were terrible then, they can be quite terrible now. But the, the message, I believe, that we can learn from Simeon and Anna is that we should be aware and attuned to God showing up in ways we could not have foreseen. And that ultimately, we should imitate Mary. And that we are willing to embody Christ. We are willing to carry Christ. And with that, we carry our cross. With that, we carry his suffering. And so, as we see the suffering in the world, we should not, like the tragic heroes try and resist and try and make our own way through our own strength and power. But we should be open. We should be open to the call of Christ, open to the suffering path ahead. For Christ reigns from the cross, the suffering king.
king. Amen.